Hey, hey, hey guys, it is Sharissa Merrill with The Merrill Project, where I teach families how to build a food storage that you will actually eat, no matter your diet, no matter your food sensitivities, no matter your picky eaters. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode. I am trying something new because I enjoy talking way better than typing emails and there is a chance that my kids coming in and interrupting me doing these, but not as big of a chance because I can talk way faster than typing. So humor me for a month or so. Let me know how you like these little mini podcasts listening to episodes, and I'll decide whether we keep doing them or not. So this month, I want to start at the basics with emergency preparedness and disaster preparedness and food storage. And I feel like the really, really basic part is how to make an emergency plan. I feel like there's bits and pieces, there's disaster preparedness and there's food storage aspect of it. But really, I think they all go hand in hand. And the very first step is starting to that to make that emergency plan. Now, if you want me to dig super, super, super deep into making an emergency plan, I did a whole training covering this in the Simple Steps to Preparedness membership. You can go ahead and click on the link in this email and it will give you more information about that. It's $10 a month where you learn everything and anything. You gotta pick my brain about everything preparedness food storage related. But for the sake of this mini episode podcast, I still wanted to cover with you the basics of how to start with an emergency plan. Now, this is my general recommendation and order to go in, but you are different, I am different, your family's different in your circumstances, we are all different. So like always, I recommend you do the best what you can and fit it with what you need on your schedule. Some of these you may have already done and some you haven't. So the very first step to creating an emergency plan is making a plan. So it's actually sitting down and making a plan of what you want to do, what this emergency plan is gonna cover. Is it gonna cover emergency preparedness and disaster and food storage and water? What exactly is it going to do? You wanna sit down with your family or your significant other and talk about the different emergencies which could happen. Are they fires? Could it be hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes, blizzards? And you wanna make a list of all of the major disasters that could happen, but also all of the little disasters that could happen. Like maybe your baby has a fever and you live 45 minutes from the closest pharmacy and you don't have Tylenol or something like that. So make a plan and just kind of list all of the biggest emergencies you have and all the little emergencies you have that would be inconvenient for you if you were sick or your husband was sick and you had to go out and do something, okay? And I recommend talking also about a meeting spot with your family for these evacuations, um, reviewing with your kids' phone numbers and all of this stuff. Now, sitting down and making a plan can be a huge process and I actually have a freebie in the preparedness membership. And so if you guys are signed up for the preparedness membership, let me know. I can send you the link for the login page if you don't remember. If you guys aren't, let me know and I'll go ahead and give you access because you're on the email list, so you get it for free anyways. And that's gonna help you make a list of what to prepare for. So if you are a member of that membership, the free one, then go ahead and go to the what to prepare for, and that's gonna help you create your emergency plan. 
Now, the second step with an emergency plan I consider is an emergency binder. So the first step is planning it all out, where your locations are, what you're going to do, what might be happening. And the second step is actually taking your time to create an emergency binder. Now, I'm going to be dead honest with you. Emergency binders can take forever to make. But I have a training where you can do it in a month and I teach you all my steps. And I'm actually going to cover that later on this month or next month, depending on how far we work along our way and give you all my tricks and stuff to using the emergency binder. So stick with me here. We're not going to cover it in this episode. My goal is to keep them under 10 minutes because you have other things to do. And so do I. And so the second step for starting that emergency plan is to work on your emergency binder and get an emergency binder, important documents binder, whatever you want to call it, binder in place. Now, the third step is I always recommend doing your 72-hour kit. So you have your quick emergencies. Get out of the house. There's a fire. Um, go get some time. Now, you have your little bit longer emergencies where you need your emergency binder to get more information. And then the next step up from that I consider is a 72-hour kit. It's also called bug out bag. But this is your three-day emergency stash for what you need to live either in your house or outside of your house for three days. I recommend working on that as a third step of your emergency plan. The fourth step is to actually go in depth and create an evacuation plan. So more than just a house fire and going out to your mailbox or down the end of the street, but actually create a full blown evacuation plan of where you need to go if this type of thing happens and what if it's a bigger one where you have to evacuate your city or your state or that type of thing. Again, in my simple step to preparedness membership, I have a whole training completely dedicated to evacuation plan and even pet preparedness and that type of thing too. So I'm going to go ahead and put that link below the video as well. And that's $10 a month and you can hop in and hop out whenever you please. But that's the fourth step to creating your family emergency plan is actually creating that evacuation plan. Okay. The fifth step is I always recommend having a car kit because if you're going to evacuate somewhere, you have your 72 hour kit, but it's also nice to have a car kit for your everyday things. You're driving kids to school or you're going up to the cabin and something happens with a car. I recommend having a little mini car kit in your car as well and putting that together. And then the sixth step for your emergency plan is to practice, especially if you have kids they are going to panic and be scared. And the last thing you need is a kid screaming or a puppy screaming or a dog screaming about what's happening because they don't know what's happening. But if you talk about all these experiences, yes, they might have a few nightmares. Trust me, I know from experience, but they will be way more adapt and willing to do what they need to do because they understand it's emergency. They've practiced it before and they know what's going to happen. Yes, they might be scared, but practicing it over and over and over or at least once a year, twice a year, three times a year if you can. And I'm not the best at this and I need to be better. But practicing and walking through these emergencies, both sitting down in your room talking about it and physically practicing an evacuation or something like that will definitely help when something comes that you need to use your emergency plan. Okay, guys, go ahead and let me know what questions you have about this. I would love to hear what parts you've done with your emergency plan or what parts you're stuck on with your emergency plan. Let me know. Go ahead and hit reply to this email and I will chat with you guys next week. Thanks for listening, bestie. Have a great week.